And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, January 5th. I uh, apologize in advance for these sniffles. And if you see my camera turn off, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just sneezing. I'm clearly sick. Uh, a we self-conscious a... sneeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we is not something the... I've seen. Well, no, it is. It is. I was like, I was doing like this. I was like ducking out of the frame mm. to like wipe my nose or something. My dad yes. texts me. He goes, can you turn your camera off when you do that? And so my dad made me. Oh, so he has it. instilled the, yeah. the self-doubt in you. Pretty much. As all but, good uh, fathers yeah. do. We were, we were doing a live stream the other day. I had to cancel a stream because I just didn't feel up to it. We were doing one the other night uh, and Sam was sick coming into it. And then midway through, I like sneezed three times. And since then, I've just been like sneezing, sniffling, <clears throat> congested, all the all the mess. And I've been taking as Birkin and Landon and our loyal viewers. I've been taking my vitamin C, my chewies, my gummies, and I've been taking my uh, I have Dayquil on deck ready to go. So I, I'm better. But you know what you got to do might be there. You yeah. got to start uh, pounding back. I'm not going to grab them because I will not. Stuff. The powder, the vitamin is awful. C tablets. I refuse to drink the the, the powder Jack, in the water. Jack hates awful. them. <laughs> Horrendous. You put That's the why whole I got thing these. in there. It fizzes. So I got up. the gummies. You do both. No, no. You just turn into a big orange. Well, you're you're a fan of uh, seltzer water, though, right? Yes. Big See, fan horrendous. of seltzer. H- horrible. The worst. Well, it's I not te- good at first, but you start drinking it all the time. That's all you drink. It no, starts no. to taste like soda. No, no. Terrible. Absolutely Best flavors. Terrible. Uh, pretty much anything citrus, orange. Zoe loves mango, it. Uh, yeah. The pineapple coconut is good. There's this, uh, very good. there's this like guava one that Zoe likes. It's LaCroix, I think. she She's a big fan oh, of It's that. the premium. Yep. Well, that's when she says, Jack, can you pick me up seltzer water at Target? That's when I'm buying it. <laughs> it's it's that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, See, I, I, I've never been able to get on. I'm very here. loyal to the stop and shop brand and also uh-huh. the price Fair. Right brand. Fair. Uh, right. I do not do the premium. We love value brands. Very top notch. Except, it, I will say the only not acceptable value brand. You cannot buy value brand cereal it, that it's not OK. I, I can't do it. I, that that is like see I like don't really eat cereal. Chips. I, see really see I, I used to not a lot but I've been eating Cheerios lately. Frosted Cheerios okay. have been my kick. Now uh, chips very happy. Chips are very important to get right I think because if you're gonna They're have dangerous. that you might as well have it. Yeah, it's a dangerous one. Same with uh, what was I thinking? Uh, peanut butter. You can't taste a big difference. But if I'm gonna get, I'd rather Skippy than uh. Skippy is the brand. Skippy's normal. I will say Zoe though. Zoe eats all natural. Zoe, my girlfriend, by the way, all natural peanut butter, which is like no sugar added. Horrible. The worst thing on the planet. Just it's not peanut butter. It's it's just it's it's. I don't even know. It's just butter See, with like a hint it, you of nuts. Eat it. It's you awful. Eat it. No, no, Them, that's, that's what I'm the saying. rules. You got to eat. If you're gonna have the junk, you got to have it. I like agree. back peanut in my prime when I was crushing pints of ice cream once, twice <laughs> a week. I was having it whole pint now past my prime. Can't do it. Any, I don't do it anymore. And now that I don't do it, I can't mm. do it because if I do, I won't feel well. I'm not uh, a big, not I don't, good fuel for the yeah. runs. I, I don't eat ice cream a ton. Uh, I'm a sucker for like peanut butter cup ice cream. Cause that's, mm. I mean, amazing. But the other kind, my mom picked it up 
uh, I remember it's from Roach Brothers. I don't know if you're familiar with Roach Brothers. Um, what is that? Is that it's local? A, it's it's a, a stop and shop. It's a grocery store. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a Massachusetts thing or my area, but they have this black raspberry chip or something like I don't know if it's frozen yogurt or ice cream, but it's it's very, very good. It's like dark chocolate, big chunks. It's I'm a big fan of dark chocolate. Me too. If I'm eating chocolate, I prefer great. dark to milk. I agree. Yes. I agree. Not a lot of people like no, that. not not that. a lot of people like the dark chocolate. But it's it's better to me. I don't know. The milk like sticks around. There's like an aftertaste. Yes, dark chocolate. It's too no problem. Pasty. It the milk chocolate's too pasty. Like it's stuck in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's nice to have like the snap of the dark chocolate. Plus they I agree say dark chocolate's better for you. Yeah. Another bonus. I love me some dark chocolate. I'll tell you what. Ten thirty four now. Yeah, I've been going since 4:45. Brutal. And uh, I started the day with a run. Now, typically on a day where I'm up that early, I will go running inside. Today I was running late. I did not have the time. Where do you run inside? To the, track the, the gym. Okay. Gym treadmill. I did not have time to go to the gym, so I ran outside. Let me tell you, when you run before the sun comes up, it is terrifying you are out there <laughs> now when i start my run there is a bike path near my house that i usually start on i did not make the mistake of doing it today but in the past when i've ran in the dark i've, I've started on the bike path no lights yikes i mean i always i have the flashlight on all the time on your, where do you on your head do you wear a flashlight no no on, no, on my phone i carry my phone <laughs> carry my phone gotcha. the the most terrifying run ever when i was working at the news station before i did the morning shift it was very early in my morning shift career and it was midsummer. It was supposed to be a hundred degrees out that day. So had I waited, I would have had to wait till I got home. It would have been a hundred degrees. So I go overnight. It's only like 80 degrees, Two thirty, two thirty in the morning. I go out. Yikes. That like today was terrifying. That was, that was another level. Yeah, that sounds awful. And it was still hot. So I that was the hardest run I think I've ever had. Because like not only like I probably had like a shortness of breath because I was like scared, scared. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I had this big ass reflective vest on that didn't fit me. It's my dad's. Now I just do. <laughs> I just wear like white. Uh-huh. But that, that was the start to my day. <laughs> my start to the day was very late. I slept in very late. I did not do much. I ran a Jack, bunch of errands. Jack, who but... wakes up halfway through my shift at work. This is true. I'll text Jack like before I go in and it'll be two 30 and I get a response. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's that, that lines up. That lines up. I did some errands today. I got up. I, I went to target, love target. I uh, went to Hilliard's chocolate store in my town, got some gifts for my girlfriend's parents for ho- the holidays. Normal stuff. It was a good day. It was a productive day. Came home, watched the Celtics, ate my uh, chicken sandwich. <clears throat> it was a, uh, it was nice. It was good. And I get to ride the train tomorrow. I get to go on Amtrak. I'm very excited. I love the train. Big train guy. Big on the very train. Ahead. See, I couldn't tell I you the last train. I took a train. Me neither. Before I had to before I had to start commuting back and forth to uh <clears throat> excuse me, Ithaca. I I don't think I've I'd ever taken Amtrak, but now I love it. I love it. I'd rather take the train than drive. I'd rather take the train than fly. Anything. Oof. I'd rather d- double the length. Aren't you of afraid of flying? Oh, deathly. Hate it. Yeah, hate that's it, why. It. See, it, it was better. Um the last time I flew to Ireland, like I felt more calm for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just getting used to it, but getting better, getting better. Don't mind flying as much. Think I'm going back in the spring. Uh, I'm I'm okay. Not as bad anymore. I I have 
I, I think the fear is is easing a bit. But anyways, uh, we have blabbed on enough. We can talk Celtics. We have two games to talk about, two very, uh, excuse me, important games to talk about because they're kind of both sides of the coin for the Celtics. I, I can hear the congestedness in my voice, by the way. I'm apologizing. Again you can? I can hear like in my head. I can like hear the crack. Hey, apologies for the. Uh, you sound relatively difference. normal. All right. Maybe it's in my head. And but. you're not really sniffling today. Well, there was one for you right there. But <laughs> uh, last two games for the Celtics, they snapped a two-game losing streak to open 2023. Um, lost to the Nuggets, obviously. We talked about that in our last pod. Then they lost to the Thunder in embarrassing fashion. Uh, let the Thunder score a franchise record setting 150 points. Terrible defense. But then they played one of their better defensive games of the season against the Mavericks. Uh, blew them out. Uh, beat up on Luka Doncic. Which game did you want to talk about first? you want to go in order or what? Uh, let's, let's touch on the Thunder game briefly. Cause I think that'll be shorter. And then once we start with the Dallas game, <laughs> there won't be a reason to go back. So we can start. I agree. I agree. Well, the, the first words I have in like the little show sheet I have next to me defense down bad The defense was down horrendous against the Thunder. Like I said, 150 points allowed. They allowed five different, excuse me, Thunder players to score. 20 or more points and Shea Gildas Alexander didn't even play. Uh, they let Jalen Williams, who is becoming a Celtics killer in his own right. 21 points. Trey Mann, another Celtics killer, which Sam will mm-hmm. have a stat about, I believe in a second, Isaiah Joe, 20 points, Luke Dort, 20 points, Josh Giddy, 20 plus points, all of them, 20 plus points. And then uh, Aaron Wiggins, 17, Kendrick Williams, 10 points, Jalen Williams, other Jalen Williams off the bench, eight points. It was uh all around terrible game for the Celtics. Probably their worst of the season. The offense wasn't even like horrendous. They weren't hitting shots well, but they ended up with 117 points. They shot decently well from mm. the field. They just absolutely flopped on the defensive end. And that's all I really cared about because it was it was that bad. Yeah. You're not winning any games giving up 150 points in regulation. You're just not. It's not how it goes. As far as Trey Mann goes, Jack kind of teased it. After playing the Celtics twice, he is second all time, or second, sixth all time <laughs> on the all time list for points per game against the Celtics at 28. 35 the other day, 21 the first time. He'll be he'll be in the trivia. He'll be there. Little Watch little out. tease. Little tease. <laughs> yes, sir. But aside from that, really frustrating game. It's too bad Jack was sick yesterday because the stream would have been something else. I, I would have been very upset. I know, I know. We talked pre-game before that game when we found out SGA was not going to play. And we were all like, free win. So were the Celtics. That's what they did. <laughs> and they had to go out there and play. Yeah. And uh, it didn't work yeah. for them because they know. looked real lethargic, didn't care. Brogdon admitted that they didn't care, which was really bad. Said they and, relaxed. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's even more annoying because we all knew it. You know, you don't come out and say it. You don't say that. Just say it wasn't your night or something. I don't know, because that just pissed me off even more. As as silly as it sounds, well, and as meaningless as a game as it's going to be in a year, that felt like a game that it was really important for them to win at the time. You just hmm. lost against Denver on New Year's. Really didn't look like it was that horrible of a game for you. They kind of shot the lights out. The defense wasn't great, but there were some encouraging stats shuffled in there. Tuesday, you got nothing. No defense to be happy about. They couldn't hit shots. The offense sucked. Ball didn't move. It literally was, like you said, the worst game of the year. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And I, I will say, I understand being frustrated that Brogdon would say that. I think at the same time, though, some people respect the blatant honesty. Like if, if like Joe Mazzulla for a lot of the season has said, Oh, you need to lose games like this. Like even after the thunder, he said something along the lines of it's not going to be a popular statement, but sometimes you need to go through shit to get to where you want to go. And I agree with him to some degree. Like you're always going to have losses. That's not saying that was an acceptable loss. That was an exception. Even Joe said, I didn't mean this bad, but uh, like it was bad, but I understand Brogdon like owning up saying, yeah, you know, we messed up. We relaxed. It was a mistake. Uh, I'd rather him say that than, like you said, like I'd rather him say that than say, "Oh, it just wasn't our night." Because that's bogus. They they knew they messed up. Like even like Jalen Brown was like, "That was embarrassing." Because it was. It was. Yeah, it but was I prefer what Jalen said to what Brogdon said. Jalen, well, I think Jalen did it right, and he said we had it right, coming. Well. We kind of deserved to get our asses kicked. Like that's fine. Yeah. You can say that, but like don't like tell all these people that some of them went out there and paid money to come see you play that you didn't really take it seriously well, or. No, relaxed or said it first of all, or not first of all, but that's another thing. Like you're going to give the other team more motivation. Not that you need to, you're done playing them for the season, but yeah, you you don't need to say that. They'll remember that for next season when they're back. Yeah. yeah. They'll probably be good next year too. They're going to be good next year too. They'll have more reinforcements. SGA has been good and they didn't even have him. Chet's uh, going to be playing Poku next year. is a pain in the ass every time that he plays uh-huh. the Celtics, and Chet will be back, like you said. So And maybe with Minyama. And Giddy. <laughs> Giddy will play really well. Whatever rookie they get in the draft, they'll, they'll be good. But I, I know what you're saying. I understand. It, it was just – if the Celtics could erase that game from their memory, I think they could. Or, excuse me, I think they should, and I think they would because it was – it was that bad. And I don't really know if there's anything else to say. I mean, Jalen Brown made his shots. That was cool. Jason Tatum had 27 points. Sure, whatever. But, like, none of it mattered because they didn't get any stops. The, the the I remember there was one play towards the end of the half or maybe the third quarter where Jalen Williams just kind of took the ball, ran off the court, and just dunked it, right? Like, there was no resistance. There were, like, three seconds left on the clock. He took the ball. He ran up. He dunked it. And that kind of M- – emblemized isn't the right word. I don't even think that is a word. <clears throat> Embodied, yes, what the entire game was. It was just the, the Thunder getting whatever they wanted inside. What the Thunder? They shot well from three, too. Oh, like, they shot they shot 59-50. Yeah, which is absurd, by the way. Uh, but Denver similar, 57-56 yeah. on Sunday. Defense was bad to start the year. Those first two games was absolutely horrendous. Like, Celtics defense like for for the entirety of December the Celtics made a ton of good progress on defense and then it was like in January exactly and then it was like in January they just kind of forgot like everything they did um they bounced back against the Mavericks but still I think they have some defensive inconsistencies they need to address uh for sure but um anything else you want to say about the Thunder game yeah I mean I I say it all the time just to hop on what you said yeah when you're struggling offensively, which we saw them do for the back half of December. You have to buckle down, play defense, play hard, hustle, crash the boards, whatever it takes, and control what you can actually control. You can't control the ball going in, but you can control how hard you play, what kind of effort you put 100%. in. Defense is an effort thing. And sure, there's absolutely some teamwork that goes into it, some scheming. You have to play as a unit, the rotations, all of that. But as an individual – you have the most you can give and control on that end of the floor. So you have to do it when shots aren't falling. They didn't fall against OKC. They didn't really fall against Denver, but 
when you're not doing anything defensively, when you're giving up 150 points, you're not going to win. They still scored 117, like you said, Jack. And on the season, they average about 118. So that was an average offensive game, despite the large amount of garbage time played and so on. There's there's plenty of like little nuances to it. Yeah. But aside from that, it's really discouraging when you saw them play a game against Denver that you felt like they were kind of in, which they were. They were kind of in it the whole time, enough to keep you from turning the game off, enough to make you sit through the entire 40 minutes of them fixing that rim (laughs) that you thought, oh, maybe they can get it together and come back. There were flashes. There were things to be excited about. And you were like, okay, OKC is going to be a get-right game. They need to get their feet under them. They need to prove they can win on the road, and they didn't. And they played the worst game of the season. And, you know, in six months, we can all not even think about it. Who knows? It might mean nothing. I but, said this on the pregame show. I turned it off in the fourth quarter. I started yeah, watching I, something I, else. I, I've turned more games off this season than I probably ever have. Damn. Which is like three. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I never turn off games just because it's like, oh, you know, like in August, I'll really be wishing I could watch a game. That that's what yes. I think. That's why I try not to miss games. I like, like had it on a side monitor, but it was it, when they lost in Chicago the second time. I think yep. I turned actually it might have been both times I turned it off. I don't remember. Chicago games. One of bad. them I did. And oh man, I don't the the Clippers game I turned off the first one because it was late. Mm. I wanted to go to bed. Yeah, that one was bad too. Yeah, I mean just and they all have the same like theme. Like it's just the Celtics not coming to play and they're not playing their, their potential. They're not trying hard enough on defense. It's an effort thing with the Celtics, which is we what we've been it's saying frustrating. That's the start of last year. Yeah. As fans, you get frustrated, you have expectations for the team coming into the season, and you really want to see them perform well and get right before the playoffs. There are a lot of pieces that are still getting integrated in. Brogdon has been up and down, which kind of sucks, but he looked good against Dallas, which we'll get into. Sam Hauser has been a new key yep. rotation piece for them this year. Luke Cornett has had a bigger role. Not that those guys mm-hmm. haven't had their moments where they've been good, but you really need a lot out of these rotation guys. And in those two games where they struggled, this, the team as a whole, the rotation guys weren't giving them a lot. You were, you're not even seeing yeah. those guys take a lot of shots. Al Horford wasn't taking a lot of shots. Smart, Derek White, Brogdon was the only one that really shot anything in that OKC game. Yeah, They need to be able to give those guys more opportunities to be a part of the offense because it makes your offense more difficult to contain. And again, we'll get into the Dallas game, but you saw more of that. And that that's what made the difference. We can jump right in now. Even early on, it was a whole different story. They're oh, moving yeah. the ball like crazy and the shots are falling. It's not rocket science. If you move the ball and you play the right way, good things will happen to you. Scal mm-hmm. talks about it during the broadcast. When the ball moves, it's easier to get in a rhythm. You're not forcing. You feel like you're doing the right thing. There's no doubt in your mind. Should I take this shot? Should I do this? They're working as a team. And that's what helped them get off to such a great start and really never look back against Dallas. It was a great scene. The defense was much better. We'll talk about how poorly Dallas shot. They kind of took care of Luca, who was a little bit hobbled. So you can put an asterisk next to it if you want. And without him, this Dallas team is nothing. It's me and the boys. But (laughs) yeah. Good showing. Good showing. In a game, I thought they would lose. I thought Dallas had won seven straight. Celtics, tailspin, thought they'd lose. That's how it works in the the NBA, though. A lot of these type games. The last two games, the Celtics have played at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Luka hit buzzer beaters to win the game, so I kind of thought it was going to go down to that. But Celtics, excuse me, 
blew him out of the water. It was a great game to watch, like you said. Uh, I was very impressed. Um, Luka Doncic, uh, again, like you said, was a little bit uh, injured. It seemed like his ankle was off. He seemed sick, like he was coughing and stuff like that. So I don't know what's going on. You know, on sometimes when you're out of shape, it catches up to you. I don't think Luke is out of shape. I, I you don't really think Luke is out of shape? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't think no. Luke is the slightest no. bit out of shape? Uh, I don't think he's like six pack in shape like Tatum and Brown, but I don't think he's out of shape. No, I think he's. <laughs> I think he's. I don't know. He gets away with it hmm. because the way he plays, he doesn't have to play super athletic, super crazy, super fast. He's more of a fundamental footwork, and he looks like he moves in slow motion, but he catches the defense. But he is not in real like crazy nba shape he's not i th- i think he's fine I, I i think i think it works for him and i think he he utilizes that uh bulkiness i guess if you want to call it like i i don't think luke would be as good with a six-pack i'll put it that way as weird as it sounds like I, if he was like full six-pack jacked like tatum i don't think he'd be as good because i i don't no, think you'd be able to move as fluidly and again like i said i don't think he's out of shape like let me i'll find a picture here quick obviously I, I don't I couldn't find anything like with him uh without a jersey on but excuse me like here, here's the picture I'm looking at uh check it out on YouTube like th- this doesn't look like he's out of shape to me like he looks fine like he doesn't look out of shape. he, looks, he looks like horrible. another guy in the park he he doesn't look like an NBA so. player I think he in terms fine. of fitness but anyways um Luca didn't come to play or excuse me he didn't have his best game let, let us know uh, what you think about that one i'm curious yeah leave it in the comments uh let us know burke and landon jonathan all the regulars jimmy j uh 23 9 and 3 for Luca. fine game he didn't shoot very efficiently he didn't hit a three um <clears throat> celtics defended him well i think uh christian wood didn't have a good game either 12 points he had 12 boards so smash the odds but... pick hits under 18 and a half on there wood. you go didn't had 18 hit? points <laughs> I had uh, Derek White. Derek White hit over uh, one and a half threes. Rob rebounds hit for me. Grant Williams did not. But uh, Grant Williams did everything else except I. I didn't hit. It was the Rob total. All he did was rebound. He didn't really score today. Tough, very tough. But um, as for the Celtics, they played a really good all around game. Jason Tatum. This, this is my thing. We can talk about this quickly. Jason Tatum had a triple double, second of his career. Twenty nine points, fourteen boards, ten assists. I didn't like when it was happening. I didn't like know he was having a triple double like it didn't seem like it was this crazy all-around amazing jason tatum game to me maybe i'm crazy maybe i wasn't watching close enough but like it just looked like another normal game for him but then he finished yeah. a triple double right am i wrong right no i agree and this is why i really kind of am over the triple doubles mm. like there are triple doubles where you're like damn that guy really had his hands all over the he game. played good i'm not saying he played bad no, but he, was fine. he wasn't like he, yeah. he had a good game it was good it was on national tv it was against luca another mvp candidate good night for tatum to show up and he really got it together in the second half after a slower start. He still none of them looked good in the first half. Tatum, Brown, Luca, all of them mm. were like slow, mm. missing shots. They said it on the broadcast: two of fourteen from three at one point combined. Like not a good showing. But Tatum got it together in the second half, was on the glass all night, which is a good thing. That is a positive, and that's an impactful thing because he didn't have it going in the first half, like I said. But he yes. found another way to try and get in the game. The assists mm-hmm. were not a thing I really felt from Tatum throughout the game. He had I six in the fourth quarter, and then he got the last four. And the game was kind of over mm-hmm. by that point, so maybe that's why you didn't feel like his hands were all over the game. But yeah. we're at like a time where like guys know if they're like close to that, and they kind of hunt for it. <laughs> like 
I don't really care. Like he got a triple double, like cool. Like you can put it in your stat book, but the last assist you watched the local broadcast, right? I didn't, I didn't only because uh, I tweeted at the start of the game. There was like a ringing in my ear when oh. I turned on the local broadcast. There was like this like weird, like tone ringing in my ear. So I just oh, turned I off and watched that. national. No, it was I'm brutal. Sorry. It was unwatchable. Anyways, but they, sorry. the last assist was to Derek white. He kicked it to Derek white in the corner and Derek white pretty much created his own layup. But they yeah. gave him the assist. I saw a tweet saying it was like the, the scorekeeper was very generous. Yeah, with the very last generous on the assist. So, like, triple-doubles to me are overrated. College I don't get, win, like, yeah. wowed by, like, like when we talked about Jokic, like him putting up a triple-doubles, whatever. Like, that's just See, his no, role. They play through Jokic. He's important to them. I think triple-doubles are still impressive, and they're still important. I don't think it's as much of this, like, big dro- jaw-dropping stat as you used to think about when like Russ was doing it, although Russ did it for like half the season, which was insane. But, um, well, to me, I Russ think it's a, it. sure. Cause he, that's... he hunted that for that. Like that, that's what makes them like more empty to me is people like Russ you know, that just want the, the numbers. I think Russ in a very different play style, but like Russ was just Luca before Luca was Luca. If that makes sense. I mean, obviously very different play styles, but we're talking about a guy who literally everything runs through. They're going to get the boards. They're going to be the passer. They're going to be the scorer. That's what he did on those OKC teams when, excuse me, uh, KD left. And obviously I think Luke is better at doing D- it. Different uh, levels of success look. at doing it. Yes. As in Luca made the conference finals last year and Russ got bounced yeah. in the first round of the playoff. Right. But <laughs> you know, my point though, like the, the guy that will take over um, and you can run everything through him. I don't think it makes it any less impressive. Like saying, Oh, Luca's aren't impressive because they run through him. I don't think it's fair because like, I mean, what, what the hell, what, what do you want him to do? Run through Spencer Dimity, right? Like it, it's no, that, can't, I, I can't, it's not on Luca. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't even care about the Tatum one. I don't care. Sure. Be impressive. I don't, I don't know. I I can't really think of one that like I think is super impressive anymore. It just doesn't impress me because everybody right. knows about it. Gets talked about so much. I feel like guys chasing it. It's just like all right, like whatever. You just had a game. I know what you mean. I I don't really care. I still think it's impressive. I think it's a good barometer for how impactful you were that game. Like ten assists. That means okay, Tatum had a good passing game. Um, twenty nine points still. Okay, that means he he was pretty good. Although he was inefficient in getting those points, which we can. Talk I'll say about this. I'll say I'll say this: when scores rack up assists, it's a testament to them playing the correct way. Yeah, it shows they're not forcing as much, which you can chalk up as a positive. And we've talked about this before, but I always find it more impressive when guys that aren't the star get all the assists, like a point guard, like like somebody like like Marcus Smart, like smart or <laughs> well, him is he's the first example that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But Mike there are Conley. other guys that'll do it, like a Mike Conley, Lowry. Like, I know you guys don't like Lowry, that but aren't playing like the whole focus mm-hmm. isn't them, and they're mm-hmm. still creating shots and looks for guys like that. To me, is impressive. It's less. Sure. I don't really care. Like if the defense is sending doubles at you, you should be able to find the open guy. Like congrats. Well. <laughs> Yes, but like at the same time, you have to give that player credit for being good enough for the defense to send you guys, right? Like, no, Luka it's, is, it's not. It's not that. That it's true. Drawing a double, having the gravity, is a big trait. It's a big mm-hmm. important thing, mm-hmm. and it makes it easier on your teammates. But I don't know. It's not as hard to create chances when somebody's open. Sure, I understand. When you uh, create just by being there, you know. I mean, yeah. you, like you said, you have to get there. You have to earn the double team. 
Okay. It's easier to get guys open, 100%. But um, Jalen Brown shot pretty efficiently against the Mavericks, only 19 points, but it was an efficient 19 points, uh, 6 for 12 from the field, 2 of 4, uh, excuse me, 2 of 5 from 3. Good game from him. Al Horford got targeted on defense by Luka, but he was all right. Uh, not much there. Rob Williams also solid, 3.7 boards and a tech, which I don't really understand what happened. I don't know if you caught it. Was it a delay game? No, he got a tech. He, he he ran up to the ref and started yelling at him, call that shit. And I didn't Rob exactly did? see. Yeah, Rob got a oh, tech. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but uh, Smart and Brogdon both had 15 points. Smart, 15, 5, and 3. Brogdon, 15, 3, and 4. Grant Williams had 12, 4, and 3 off the bench. We can talk about him in a sec. Derek White, 10 points. Uh, we'll talk about him too, but we can start with Grant. Uh, he didn't do as much in the second half, but first half Grant Williams was a force to be reckoned with. I was very happy. Keith mentioned it on Twitter. You mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, it was, it was a good night. Grant Williams was doing everything you want to see Grant Williams doing. I'll say this. Cause, uh, first of all, uh, was it Stan Van Gundy on the call or Jeff Van Gundy on the call? Don't know. It was Stan because it was TNT. Regardless, the Van Gundys love Grant Williams. Really? I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I, no. I think it's Stan mainly. I think it's Stan Van Gundy mainly. Ever since the playoffs, all this dude can talk about is Grant Williams. He loves Grant Williams. I, I avoid TNT at all costs. During the Bucks series, he was they have just Brian Anderson. I don't mind Brian. Anderson. He sucks. He's horrible. I know you don't like him, he. But... He cannot add anything to any moment. I'm sorry. I know you want to talk about Grant. You're good. He if you give him like a big moment, he doesn't do anything for it. It's not Breen. <laughs> it's not having Joe Buck on a call. I mean, these are greats. I'm really comparing him to. It's kind of not fair. Yeah. But we've been spoiled when you're a national broadcaster. That's kind of the standard. Kevin Harlan. These guys add to moments. Like, it's a shame that he got the Curry record-setting three last year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, man. So, no, I'd rather I'd rather listen to Grandy. Grandy's fine. Grandy's actually. Grandy's cool. I like Grandy. Grandy's Friend good. of the show. He talked to us once. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Stan Van Gundy absolutely loves Grant Williams. He heard it in the playoffs last year against the Bucs. He said it on the broadcast tonight. He's, like, one of the best individual defenders in the game. He's showing you what he can do. Absolutely has an agenda for Grant Williams, and I'm here for it. So, I I mean, shout out Van Gundy. I love it. (laughs) But Grant Williams is showing you why he's going to make $20 million this offseason, right? And and you can make fun of me, and you can say, oh, that's ridiculous. Grant should get $20 million. You're talking about a guy who can guard one through five, for instance, right? You don't want him on a point guard or a center for more than a couple minutes, but he can do it. He guarded Jaw this year. He guarded Jokic this year. The fact that he's been able to guard those two players effectively in the same season is a testament to how good he is on defense. Uh, he is a 40% three-point shooter. He turned his career around from his first couple seasons where he struggled, <clears throat> excuse me, and now he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Right from the corners, he's electric. He's he's amazing, uh, and he, he's spreading that out to the wing in the top of the key, too. He's just a great all-around three-point shooter. And this year, as much as I've gotten on him for pump faking too much, he's practiced and uh perfected almost the ability to pump fake defenders because they're jumping at every pump fake he throws up now uh get past them not only can he finish at the rim but he's also making dump off passes to rob to whoever's in the lane he's passing well uh and from his days back at tennessee in college he was posting up against the mavericks he was posting up getting uh into the paint getting his looks he had an and one he screamed at the crowd grant williams is a 20 million dollar player because of how young he is and everything he can do um, he, he is the perfect NBA role player. He absolutely deserves 18 to 20 million, uh, excuse me, 18 to $20 million this summer. There's your short right there. That's what I was going for. Yep. <laughs> 
Grant's been great. I was really impressed with him against Dallas because he was a huge tone setter in this game. This was a game where the Celtics needed that from somebody. And they were talking about some story. He sent a group text or something to like tell them to get it together. And yeah, about body language. He walked the walk. He came out in the first half, put up 10 big points, made some impact plays, was all over hustling, making the right decisions. The end one he had was a great move on a drive. Really great stuff from Grant. And he had finished with 12 points, whatever. Like if he didn't play in the second half, I don't really care. The tone setting to me was just a huge part. And it's really like great testament to him as a leader, even though like people clown on Grant all the time and like we laugh at him. He is like nerdy, but he has good leadership qualities and whether they always take him seriously or not is one thing, but he tries and his, his mind is in the right place. He knows what it takes to motivate his teammates. And again, him walking the walk against the Mavericks is such a big thing. Like that's he huge. Needed it. Yeah. He was a key driving force in that win. Mm-hmm. And you saw the rest of the team follow suit. They continued to play hard mm-hmm. when he came in. Mind you, the Celtics struggled to score in the first half of the first quarter. Yeah. Both teams. Jason did. Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for like, what, 15 points in the first half, eight points in the first quarter. Like, not a good performance from the Celtics. Nothing crazy. The the game. No. Grant, excellent. Good good on Grant. Brought it up. Good for him. He deserves <laughs> to yeah. pay. They should have already extended him, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. 20 million. I'm telling you, man. No, but Grant Williams, the thing is, and I said this last year, and, uh, I can't remember if I got flack for it or whatever. Um, I think Grant Williams is the closest thing to Marcus Smart on the roster. Uh, genuinely, right? You're talking about a guy who is going to be a leader. He's not going to be the best, uh, not going to be the best player in the team. I don't know if I said it or just thought it. Maybe it was just in my head. Uh, but I think Grant Williams, in terms of the impact, the leadership qualities, like just the ability to be uh, a leader and a hustle player and all that stuff. Like I think I said it his rookie year when he was making all those hustle plays. Like I said, okay, he could be the next Marcus. I think he's kind of doing that. Like you said with the text, like as much as maybe the players mock him or he's kind of a class clown, like he is a leader on the Celtics team. Like you said with the text, like, like the way he carries himself, the way he, I mean, as, as much as a rat move as it is, he pisses off the refs. Like he acts like a bigger player than he is, which is the one downside to his game that I'll very clearly admit, <clears throat> but yep. he's a leader and he, he's taking on a leadership role with the Celtics. It's clear. The team respects him. Um, he's come up for them uh, in big moments, like the game seven against the Bucks. Uh, he, he's a hustle guy. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty, but at the same time, he's going to make some big time plays. And he is arguably outside of maybe Tatum Brown, the most versatile player on the roster, right? He can play the three. He can play the four. He can play the five. He can guard one through five. He can shoot threes. He can uh, pump fake and drive the closeouts. He can defend the perimeter. He can defend the post. He can, play in the post. He can get a uh, bully ball down low. He can make a dump off pass on a drive. He can do a little bit of everything. He's not like, you know, Luka Doncic level at everything. He's not going to be uh, as good a passer as Luka, as good a scorer as Tatum, as good of a rebounder as, I was about to say, Gobert, as who, Sabonis, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? But he is good enough at every skill to the point where he is like, <laughs> we just made all-star list. You couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about a rebounder. I'm, I'm I know about a you had to pick pick and <laughs> pick anybody. Sure, sure. I want to think of like the best rebounder in the league, though, and I know Gobert's up there in fourth. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my point is, <clears throat> he is like the perfect Swiss Army knife player with the leadership qualities attached to be worth like 
a hefty paycheck at what 24 right like we're talking about a guy who oh, is going to turn 24 million i was like oh boy no, no 24 years old to turn into a marcus smart uh leader down the line to turn into i'm trying to think of others <laughs> excuse me like the energy bobby portis brings off the bench for the bucks you know the patrick beverly type to just be on a playoff team and be that leader off the bench and you don't have to like patrick beverly but you can't deny the the impact he has on winning outside of this year asterisks please asterisks before this year <laughs> the impact he's had on winning in the past like, make this a short and have the uh <laughs> the clip of him celebrating the play <laughs> I might have to do that, but uh, Kevon Looney in Golden State, like a glue guy. He's he's the perfect glue guy, uh, and I I don't think he gets enough credit. And obviously, I'm the biggest Grant Williams fan you're gonna find. But excuse me, I had a cough coming on. <laughs> Brutal timing, but the face, <laughs> the cough was bad. Um, our friend Banner Banter, uh, excuse me, is not gonna like this. He is probably one of the most important players on the roster, right? Like just everything he brings. I'm not saying he's as good as Horford or as good as Derek White or as good as anybody, but in terms of the leadership, the versatility, the two-way play, like if the Celtics were to, if they could only protect X amount of players in an expansion draft, he's getting protected. I'll put it that way. Like it's clear he has the respect to that team. Uh, and I, I don't think that's valued enough, especially in contract negotiations. Like a team like the Pistons, like the Pistons, like Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, you need a leader, you need defense, you need a little bit of everything around that team. <clears throat> 20 million, right? A team like the Pacers. Are you kidding me? Imagine Grant Williams playing alongside uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner, right? Like I think I genuinely think he could average like, what, 15, 7, and 3? You know what I'm saying? As a role player on that team, like – I think his value is severely underrated. And I think the Celtics, like you said, made a big mistake when they didn't pay him. Uh, well, he averages what? About 10 now, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Quick Around quick. close to that. Like it's not, it's not too unrealistic to think he'll average 15. That's not why I was like smirking at Jack. Don't get me 8. wrong. 8.8 8 points, 4.7 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 50, 40, 85, 50, um, excuse I was, me, 51, 44, 85. I was smirking at Jack sheer passion about the number 12. Yeah, I, I, Come on, I got to do it. I got it. But do it. but to your point, he is very important. And when you were talking mm-hmm. about him, I was really trying to think. I think Marcus Smart might be more versatile just because he is able to guard all the I positions disagree. too. He's a great passer. He has those leadership qualities too. They both have extreme value to the team in terms mm-hmm. of the amount of things they're able to do. Yeah. Which yeah. at the end of the day is the point. And oh no, yeah. Keeping Grant around is going to be important. He's going to be worth the money Very because it feels like every single season he gets better. Yeah. His rookie year, he couldn't shoot. Since then, he's been able to shoot. Took a step down his sophomore season just because the minutes weren't really there and there was really a lot going on. That was after the bubble. They were playing in the COVID season with no people in the arena. That's a weird season. Mm -hmm. After that, last year, he had a huge year had a big jump this year. He added built off of the season. He put together last year. Like you mentioned earlier, him learning to drive the closeouts has been such a great skill for him to learn because it makes him more than just a cone on offense, which is a weird thing to say because cones are on defense, (laughs) but he's not just standing there. He's not some dude playing 2k that is Mm -hmm. standing in the corner. 
Yeah. I forget what they used to call. Oh, well, I do remember. I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it. But he, he's more than that. He mm-hmm. he can do stuff with the ball, and you saw it against Dallas. He had a great game against Dallas. His creativity, his aggression in the first half to get the team rolling was really something to be impressed by. And I said it before the season, really thought they should pay him. You've seen him play good defense against great players throughout the playoffs. He's someone that is going to be a key piece to your success going forward. And if he continues to get better, which he probably will, he's not going to be mm-hmm. some superstar, but he's going to continue to be solid for you. It's worth the money. And I'll say this. I know everyone talks about how, you know, an Al Horford replacement with how well he defends centers. He can be your Al Horford replacement for, I genuinely well, believe that. And I know I disagree some because of the size, but he, I don't think there is necessarily an Al Horford replacement, but he is a very good alternative. I think I'll put it this way. I think you can run a starting lineup of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, excuse me, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and then have a good enough like traditional big man off the bench to cover for it. Because I think you can have Grant Williams guard Jokic. I think you can have him guard and beat. I think you can have him guard Giannis effectively enough where his versatility in the starting lineup is worth it, especially when you consider the fact that he's only 24. Like you said, he's still getting better. He's still getting stronger. He's still getting learning how to play. Um, and if he gets enough reps next to Robert Williams, I think they can learn to play together very, very well. Um, and I think down the line, when you're talking about everyone likes to talk about the timeline of, oh, you know, earlier this summer, don't trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant because of the, the, they're how young they are. We're talking about a guy who potentially when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are in the prime could be the team's fourth best player. Am I wrong? Like behind Tatum, behind uh, Brown, behind Rob, when Marcus is older and, you know, a veteran, when D white's a veteran, if he's still around, Brogdon is still around as a veteran, Jason Tatum, the one Jalen Brown, the one B Robert Williams, number three, Grant Williams, number four, that's going to probably be what your core is looking like uh, with the guys like Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, potentially still around, uh, uh, whoever else you want to bring up, but like <clears throat> Al Horford's 36. He's not going to be around for 37, 36, <clears throat> not going to be around forever. 36. So having Grant Williams, yeah. a guy who not as big, obviously, which is a concern, but can guard these big guys. Well, you can't let him walk. Like you just, if, if the Celtics lose Grant Williams in free agency this summer, it will be one of the biggest mistakes uh, in a while. I would say. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's how you see good teams, mm-hmm. contending teams, championship teams fall off, regress and and go back into mediocrity. You need to keep pieces around, especially right now. You haven't won anything yet. You still have something to work towards. You should have won something. You didn't. Did Grant play well in the finals? No, but oh, well, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but everything else is pretty valid. His improvement is is pretty great. The only thing I disagree with is the mm-hmm. him guarding centers consistently. Not because he can't, but if you ask him to do that, it's like kind of taking away from all the other things he can do. Well, he with- has been doing that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in his sophomore season, he was asked to be a small ball five more yeah. often than not. And he struggled with that. He put on muscle for that and it slowed him down and kind of made him worse. So when we've seen the best of Grant, sure. that wasn't his job. Primarily. It's not his primary. He's job. able yes, to do it. And Giannis is different than the other two because Giannis plays all over the place. He plays mainly on the perimeter. You don't see 
a million posts up for Giannis. He scores yeah, more yeah. on the drive than a Jokic or an Embiid. And specifically with Embiid, I don't know if Grant's a great idea just because he'd have to be so physical with him because of his size. Embiid would yeah. milk that and take and a saying, well, free throws. I'll put it this way. Grant's top matchups this year, Jokic, Vucevic, Jimmy Butler, Franz Wagner, Adebayo, Paolo Bencaro, Max Struess, Draymond Green, Clint Capella, Nick Claxton, Isaiah Stewart, Kyle Lowry, Porzingis, John Moran, Zach Levine. So it's like a lot of centers, some star wings, some guard. Like he does a little bit of everything. And I'm not saying having him guard, you know, Embiid for, excuse me, 40 minutes a game like we saw uh, Ennis Freedom do uh, last year is a good idea. But I'm just saying having him around as a, maybe not a Horford replacement, but a Horford insurance is very good. It's very good. So it's fair. I'll leave it at that. But the Horford succession is a very tough thing to think about. (laughs) Yes. Well, not not worrisome. There's plenty of time and they could find some young players, Mm -hmm. sign up. I mean, who knows? Maybe you like end up liking Kevin Jelly. Who knows? Like that's how far away it is. Sure. Plenty of time to figure it out. But uh, the last thing Sam and I have to talk about tonight, all-star game is coming up. Mm. We want to go over our all-star predictions. Um, more so Jack, because everybody knows once we start <laughs> talking about not Celtics, I really shine. I haven't been watching uh, as much basketball outside of the Celtics as I might have liked this year, but I still keep up. And I, I like predicting stuff. I'm a big predicting fan. But So do you want to start in the East or the West? Uh, let's Let's do the West. Okay. Because this actually, let's do the East. Let's do the East because the West is probably going to be more fun. Okay, starting the East. You want to do starters first? Or you want to? Do, we'll do yeah. starting guards first. Who are your starting guards? So I have Donovan Mitchell and Jalen. I think Donovan's yep. a no brainer. He's been oh yeah the best Absolutely. guard in the East. 100%. He has been a game changer for the Cavs. Amazing trade. And, of course, he had 71 points the other day, which was absolutely I insane. went on some rant at the start of the season about how he's not even that much better than Colin Sexton. Egg on oh, my yeah. face. Horrible. Terrible take. Own up to it. That was I awful. I remember that one. <laughs> that was a terrible take. Great. I will say, though, great trade for both sides. Jazz got a very good package out of that yep. trade. Too, Jazz so. fine. If you're going to trade a star, get that in return. Uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, I agree. Forwards. Who are your three forward starters in the East? I have Tatum, Giannis, and mm-hmm. KD. Yep, I agree there. It it's very very tough to leave out Embiid, especially because he's playing more games now. But like so one of those four is not going to be able to start. Embiid's team is the worst. That's when you that, open that, the standings tab. That's <laughs> yep. Uh, that is the logic I rolled with. And hey, I think Giannis will always start no matter what because his name is that big now. But yes. if the Bucks if the Bucks slide enough. And Embiid has a better record by the the, the All Star game. That's all it'll take, in my opinion. So keep that in mind. Oof. I don't know. No, I, there's close. no. Giannis is a lock to start, and when we get to it, LeBron is, which is why he's there because okay. he will never not. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I agree. All right. Uh, how do you want to do the bench? Do you want to just say the entire bench? Do you want to do our first two guards two first? Guards. By that forwards than the reserves okay so your top two guards off the bench okay so in the east i had uh Kyrie because since he's come back brooklyn has been unreal i'm surprised i thought you'd leave him out (laughs) well you have to be a good unbiased journalist and then um i also have tyrese halliburton okay as the mainstay guard i've said i think he might be the best in the league the vote Mm -hmm. won't allow for that in the east plus donna mitchell's it's not point guard it's guard 
So yep. Donovan's been better. His team's been better. But what Tyrese Halliburton has been able to get out of his teammates in Indiana and help them Phenomenal. become is nothing that anyone could have predicted before the season, really. I know I thought the Pistons would be the team that did this, and it's the Pacers, so good for Halliburton. He's averaging double-digit assists. No, they are. They are not in the play-in right now. They are. Oh, barely. yes, they are. They are. Like, by, like, I think they're tied, but yes. It's very close. Uh, <laughs> they're making a push to the sixth seed, 100%. I have Kyrie as well, but I I have Drew Holiday as my main state mm. guard <laughs> instead of Tyrese. Um, uh, we'll spoil it here. Do you have two guards for your two reserve spots? Uh, you I have don't. a guard in the forward. I you don't. don't? I do not. Interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Um, okay. Who are your three forwards then? I had Kyrie and Drew Holiday as my mainstay guards. Who are okay. your three forwards? So I have Embiid because he did not make the starters. <laughs> yep. And he is definitely an all star. Absolutely. I have Julius Randle because you kind of have yep. to. Yeah. <laughs> I was not happy when I was looking at my options. Sam was very upset when he. Now, had if the standings were different, I would not. <laughs> I'm aware. But unfortunately, the standings tell me I have to, so I did. Uh huh. And then your third forward. My third is Jimmy Butler. I have the same. I have yeah. Embiid, Butler, Julius Randle as my three forwards. Uh, I think it's pretty clear cut. We can go over some uh, potential alternates in a second after we do the reserves. But uh, I agree. Who Who are your two reserves? Your two anything? So I've got James Harden. He's got 22 yep. and 11 on the season. Phillies towards the top half of the east they're, they're climbing they're, they're, they're getting climbing. there and harden's missed time and when he's been playing they've been playing a lot better um that kind of production is impressive he's done a good job at being yeah. the point guard on that team and last i have bam bam's putting up pretty much a okay. double double 22 and 10 about uh yeah that's yeah. pretty impressive the only problem is miami's 10th not not Down very there. good yes not very good right standing. now not not they're, as good as they should be they're sitting and in eighth, that, but they're not far away from tenth. That's where it gets tough. But like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to put another front court guy in at this part of the All Star selection. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I still feel like he deserves it. He's putting up good numbers. Yeah. Bam has been someone that's always solid. I don't know. It it feels hypocritical for me, but I don't have any. There's nobody that sticks out that I'm like, wow, that guy really deserves it. Sure. I see what you're saying. I have uh, Halliburton and Harden as my last two. Yes. The only difference in our in our All Star ballot uh, voting Holiday ballots, over Bam. <clears throat> Holiday versus Bam. Yeah, I had Holiday because I think top team and one of the top teams in the East. He's been playing great even when Giannis is out. Wanted to give him the nod. Uh, and and the typically I am that, hurt. but I did not. Uh, I will say, potential guys that are borderline. Jalen Brunson, I think, deserves some, excuse me, potential All-Star love. Kristaps Porzingis has been having a great season. I have Bam on my potential list. Uh, Siakam's been having a phenomenal season. DeMar DeRozan, Paolo Bancaro, Brooke Lopez deserve some love on the Bucks. Which Trae we both kind of nodded at before. Yep, we did before we started. And then I have Marcus Smart with a little frowny face because – he just doesn't. It's have not a fair. <laughs> he just he does not have a chance. There's too much. Like for example, let's say uh, I don't know. Let's say Harden got hurt again. Uh, Jalen Brunson would be ahead of him. There's a bunch uh, of dudes just sitting there waiting. Trey Young, yep. Trey Young would be ahead of him. Chris Dops, even since it would be a reserve spot, would be ahead of him. Bam would be ahead of him. Siakam, Dor- like mm-hmm. there's just a very very slim chance he gets it. But well, this same... is what I was saying. All these guys, they get to come to the East, and Celtics get the shaft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very tough. Same ballot, except uh, you have Bam, I have Holiday. Everything else is the same. Sam knows uh, what he's talking about a little bit. How about that? <laughs> there we go. All right. This is where things get interesting. Yeah. Our Western Conference. 
<coughs> excuse me. I am very excited for this. <clears throat> All right. Starting two guards in the West, Sam. Hit me. I have – I've got Luca and Ja. Yep. I agree. Both I've, counts. I've got that because Luca's been unreal. Ridiculous. Yeah. But Ja, Memphis is first right now, I think. Yep. Or first yep. or second. It doesn't matter. Up there. They are number one. Number one in the West right now. They're one of the best teams, and he has been great. That's basically it, right? Like, that's got to be the argument for Ja. Um, Basketball, his team's playing great. Not yep. a lot to complain about. Not a lot of wiggle room there, in my opinion. I'm a big wins guy. It's very difficult for me to put anything otherwise. Some people are going to say Curry. Some people are going to say SGA. Jaws Curry was a tough games. one. In the first glance, I thought Curry, but then I really thought, and I was like, well, Jaws winning. Not really. Winning yeah. cures all. All right. Interest, more interesting is the front court, Sam. We both agreed Doncic and John Morant, Luca. Yeah. Uh, front court. Who's your three? Now, it's LeBron's there, and here's why yep. because he had all the fan votes, and he's going to be the starter. I will also say, though, he doesn't actually have as much competition as you might think, in my opinion, at the front court spot in the West. That's true. Who's going to start over? Come on. The so, problem yeah. is, is the Lakers are bad. <laughs> yep. So I don't really think you should be starting if your team's bad. But one, there's not a lot of competition like we kind of touched yep. upon. And two, there's no way he wouldn't start. Like even Fan Kobe voting. at the back end of his career when the Lakers were bad and he wasn't really good, yep. started. Like just it's how this stuff works. It's the way it it's is. Lame. Maybe you don't think it's lame. Maybe you like it. But me, I think it's lame. It's like, ah, sure. he's not a force. Like now in this case, not a lot of guys that deserve it. But <laughs> yeah, in other situations, there might be. Uh, next is yeah. Jokic. Obvious yep. MVP Obviously. candidate. People talk about him all the time. Amazing. And I have to double check to see my. Oh, and I had Zion as my last person. Okay. Now we discussed the injury and he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks from like two days ago. I think you said so. Yes. Pelicans are second or third in the West as somewhat of a surprise. He's been a driving force behind that. He's been great. Very good. There is no reason he shouldn't get this honor. The team's successful. He's successful. And he beat being fat. I mean, that's that's pretty <laughs> tough. So good on him. Yeah. He gets the nod. As much as I love to hate on him in the past, he's playing well. The team's playing well. Uh, Nothing more you can ask for. Yeah. I don't have Zion on my ballot, not because I don't think he deserves it. If injuries were not a thing, my starting front court would be Jokic, Anthony Davis, Zion. <clears throat> but I don't know if he's going to have enough games, so I left him off with a little asterisks. Um, the asterisks, I can't ever pronounce that word, being that if he does play enough. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. You're going to mock me. (laughs) Asterisk. That's what it is. Sam trying to mock me. He makes a fool of himself. Uh, (laughs) If Zion plays enough. Yeah. If Zion plays enough games, he'll be a starter. But since he hasn't yet, I have Jokic, LeBron, and I have DeMontis Sabonis uh, Mm. in my starting in the West. Sabonis putting together a great season. The Kings are good. Light the beam. Uh, averaging. What's he averaging? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me double check. A lot. Here. Yep. Sabonis averaging. Like 22 and 11. No, I don't I think so. N- not even. Uh, 18.7 points. 12.4 rebounds. 6.7 assists. <clears throat> all around game. Playing very well for the Kings. And for the first time when it feels like forever, the Kings are a playoff team. Good Five for, it right is now in the West. It's, yeah. Literally no active players <laughs> play them in the playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
there you go, Kings. Uh, Sabonis, I think, will be a starter if Zion is injured. So put it that way. All right. Uh, top two guards off the bench. Okay. Curry was one. The numbers are there for him. Yep. And I have Damian Lillard as the other one. Okay. The team team success for both of them isn't really there, but the numbers are. Yeah. And they're both established enough to where they're not going to get left off, I don't think. I just don't see sure. that happening. Um, I guess this isn't really my picks. It's just my predictions, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with it. Like Curry, especially is putting up big numbers and that Warriors team is still good. They're just not winning. Like they, you're just waiting for them to turn it around. Yeah. Like there's going to be something that flips the switch. They're not the Lakers. It's different. They're five and one in their last six games. They had a five game winning streak though. They'll figure it out. Uh, I had Curry and then I have uh, Shea Gilders Alexander as my first two off the bench. Shea's not on a winning team. But like, I mean, the numbers are crazy. <laughs> he's been ridiculous. He deserves to be an all-star. Uh, and, and also like that you said, better than you would think it would have been. Yes. And like you said, like Curry doesn't have the best record. LeBron doesn't have the best record. Dame doesn't have the best record. They're going to get off, the, get in off name power. Shea is putting up numbers to the point where he should get it, get in off name and number power. Cause he's playing that well. So <clears throat> I'll give him the nod there. All right. This is where things get tricky. Yeah. Uh, well, actually first, let me ask you who are your, are both of your reserves guards are both of your two reserves in the West yes. guards. <clears throat> okay. Lay them on me. We'll start there. Cause I don't think that's going to be as interesting. Okay. So I did Shea who we yep. just talked about. And uh, can I guess, is it Booker? Yeah, it's Booker. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <clears throat> I think the guards in the West are pretty obvious. Uh, Shea, Booker, Curry, Lillard, Luka, Ja. Like, you can argue De'Aaron Fox because the Kings have been good. You can argue Anthony Edwards, I guess. You can argue Desmond Bain, maybe. It was between if... <clears throat> uh, SGA and Edwards for me. Yeah, and uh, if Desmond Bain had played enough games, I think he should absolutely be an all-star, but he got hurt. And if he plays enough games by the time he gets back, maybe he gets an overloaded or Booker, but I just don't see it happening because of name power. But anyways, three forwards off the bench. Uh, hit me. Hit me with it. So I have Paul George, who I'm never like floored by, yep. but his numbers are good. The Clippers are decent and they're supposed to be good. Uh, Kawhi hasn't played enough time or ga- games time. He hasn't played enough games. Same thing. To qualify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went off 25 games plus, by the way, I yes. think was our, our marker for now. Sabonis is there for me. He started for <laughs> yep. you. That Kings team is finally making some kind of noise. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And last, I have Laurie Markin, and that Jazz team is yeah. a lot better than it was supposed to be. And he's been the force behind that. Mm-hmm. So is Mike Conley, by the way, because when he went out, they went into a tailspin. He's been good, man. But. Marketing's been crazy tonight. He was going crazy. People were forty nine or fifty. Had forty nine. Yep. Uh, so from the sound of it, it sounds like you agree, Jack. <laughs> yes, I had Laurie Marketing off my bench. Uh, Paul George, and then I had Brandon Ingram as well. Ingram. Um, okay. LeBron not only... on the team. <clears throat> no, I LeBron starting. Uh, Zion. You... I had Zion out because of injury. Oh, so you had LeBron thing. Davis and then Jokic. No. LeBron Sabonis Jokic in okay. my starting three. <clears throat> I have asterisks, sorry, next to uh, Anthony Davis and Zion. If they play enough games, I think they will be in. Uh, I think the Pelicans need an all star, obviously. So if Zion is hurt, I think BI gets in. That's my rationale. <clears throat> and then I have if Davis is healthy, I don't think Mar- Markinen will make it. I think uh, Davis will get in over Markinen. Um, but I don't think Davis will play enough games, so I'm going to have Markin and, uh, and then I'll have Zion or Ingram. And hell, if you want to make the argument that they both deserve it over Markin, I wouldn't complain either. Um, but 
those are my all-stars. And I, I think it's going to be tough. Other guys, <clears throat> excuse me, I have listed Jeremy Grant. I think he's put together a solid season for Portland. Not good enough. Yeah, he was a sneaky but, um, one, huh? <laughs> he was up at the points. top of the recommended ones on the NBA mm-hmm. site. Well, they went by points, and he's up there. Yeah, they went <laughs> so by that points. Those rats. Loser. Uh, <laughs> loser. Like, way yeah, to go yeah, by yeah. organization. Keldon Johnson also up there, too. Uh, Aaron Gordon, another one I think deserves some credit on the Nuggets. They're very good. He's played well. Um, I don't know. I think he deserves some love. He, he's like the second best player on that Nuggets team. Sneakily, uh, everyone assumes it's been Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. Aaron Gordon has been phenomenal. So give him some love. Uh, love, excuse me. De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, Desmond Bain. I wrote Jeremy Grant twice by accident. <clears throat> there was another guy I'm thinking of. Uh, I feel like the Grizzlies should have an, uh, even outside of Desmond Bain, for some reason, excuse me, I feel like they should have multiple All-Stars. Christian Wood, maybe, for the, uh, the Mavericks, but meh, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's what I'm rolling with. That's what I've got. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's solid. I think it'll be very interesting to see how things play out with injuries and stuff, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't there wait you to go. not care. <laughs> like, I can't wait to not watch the all-star game because I usually don't. I will, I will say this when once now they've put that like target score in, it's been way better. Yeah, much more, more interesting. Much more interesting. I will say, uh, never mind. I was gonna, I, I was looking at Stephen Adams to see if he deserved any love because he's been good, but uh, no points no, no. out there. <laughs> Eight points, eleven rebounds, two assists, uh, and one point two blocks. It's just not there. But West he's in front good. court <clears throat> juggernauts. Yeah, Jaron Jackson maybe, but he hasn't played enough games. I don't know. We'll see. Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain will both make All Star teams down the line, I think, but not this year. Not with the stars. Anyways. Uh, I think that about does it. Whip out the uh, cards. Oh, yes. Let's do three. Excuse me. Let me pull up the uh, the score. I remember what it is because it's on. We did it on the 26th, so I have the doc ready to go. We do trivia. If for those oh, of you we, who are we new, have points from the pregame with Tim. We do. I have it on, too. I have it okay. here. I have okay, it here. Okay. Sam is at 36. I am at 26. Tim is at four points, but he's only done it with us once. So I'll put a little asterisk next to him, uh, you know, noting that he's only done it once. So he doesn't get completely scammed. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. For those wondering, we do this deck. Uh, who is the man? Some trivia. Any player that's played for the Celtics, my Uncle Dan gave it to me for Christmas. Shout out Uncle Dan. I know he watches the pregames from time to time. So, <laughs> excuse me. Maybe you'll see it. But anyways. Now, I may have an advantage. My head has been in the books as of late, putting together our Jeopardy board. <clears throat> Sam cheating. Uh, cheating. Sam is <laughs> Sam is better at this uh, this than me already because I don't know the historical one. So <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see how it goes. I usually know whether or not I'm going to get it based on the date. So let's see. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me for five points. Born in Brampton, Ontario, on March thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. Now I have an idea of who it I, is already. I have a guess. I think I've done this card before, but I I, I think okay. I would have a chance regardless. But I'm gonna guess now. I I, I don't feel as bad scamming because I I think I would have a good idea before. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, I'm gonna put my guess in the chat. Do you want to guess now or do you want to wait? Uh, I'll do another clue just to make sure. But I right. I I have a guess. This is my version of cheating. You did your studying for the Jeopardy. I looked at like. 10 cards when I got the box. All right. <clears throat> Number two, or yeah, for four points, made nine three point shots during the 2019 2020 season after making none of his during the first eight years of his career. Okay. Yeah. Who uh, are you guessing? Tristan Thompson. 
Yes. It was between him and Kelly Olenek. When you said nine threes, I was like, oh boy, like not Tristan Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh man, like in one game. No, yeah. Okay. I'll take my five, my scam five, because I think I've had it before. Um, I'll take from the middle of the pack in case to avoid that. But uh, you're now at 40. I'm at 31. Catching up, Sam. Be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. For five points, and to know if I'm going to get it based on the date. Excuse me. All right. Five points. Led Ozen High School in Beaumont, Texas to four consecutive district titles and a state championship before jumping directly to the NBA. They give a date or no? No date. That I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna go uh no big peen and guess already. <laughs> I need to go to four points and I'm gonna feel like shit if I this get it is wrong, a risk but... for me because <laughs> right. I don't know if uh I'm right or not, but I think I am. I, I wanna be careful here just in case you got it wrong so I can catch some ground. But four points. Traded along with Nate Robinson to the Oklahoma City Thunder on February eighth, twenty eleven. I'm gonna go Jeff Green. <clears throat> Is Jeff Green? Am I wrong? Oh You're no, wrong. no. It was Perk. They got Jeff Green for Perk. Yes, yes. I thought Celtics Thunder, and I immediately went. Excuse me, uh, Jeff Green. Big L for me. I wanted to make sure I didn't lose right out on the points. NBA. Jeff Green went to Georgetown Top. too. You're right. Perkins didn't go to college. I didn't know that. Nope. Excuse me. I would have gotten this to. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten this to like the end for sure. But I don't know where Jeff Green's originally from though. He might be from I, for DC. some reason, I thought he was from Texas. <clears throat> Let me take a look. Let's check his basketball reference to see if I'm truly a fool. Um, I, I I heard Celtics Thunder in my head, and I guess I just kind of jumped to Jeff Green first. Uh, from Maryland, look at me. Fool. Yeah, I'm a fool. <clears throat> All right. Last one. Sam taking a commanding lead, 45 to 31. <clears throat> Off of two ones that I should have gotten. Uh, <laughs> born October 22nd. 1976 in Zionsville, Indiana. Well, oh boy. Now, I have a guess, but I don't know. They have to be players? See, I don't know. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. I'm not, I'm not going to guess yet, but I I'm not have the guessing. same thought. Four points. Wore number 31 in high school as a tribute to Reggie Miller. Still doesn't help oh, Jesus. me. Jesus. Still doesn't help me. I, I got to go to three points. I don't know about you. Wait a minute. No, don't don't do me like this. No, those numbers don't add up. All right. For reference, I mean, I'm sure you can do math too, but you'd be like what, 46 now? Yeah, very old. All right. Uh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> 46 very old. All right, three points. Played guard for four seasons at Division three. DePau University yeah. in Greencastle, Indiana. It's Brad Stevens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brad Stevens. It is Brad Stevens. Where do you play high school? Where do you play ball? Brad DePau, Stevens. DePaul. I'm questioning uh, because, yeah, DePau. Not DePaul. DePau. D-E-P-A-U-W. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it we, wrong. We I, honestly I, should both get five points for that one because we both knew it. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I, it's the same. The yeah, story, the we'll, difference we'll give, is the we'll same. Give, we'll give us five points. Come on. It's our show. Why not? Uh, DePau. Sounds like I have a lisp. Let's, yeah, let's, the next one. You sound like you have a drawl. <laughs> yeah, right. Next one's went 166 and 49 as head coach of the Butler Bulldogs from 20, yeah. uh, 2007 to 13. Let's do one more. Hired as head coach of Celtics no 2013. All right. Yes. 
And now we're going to get another executive. <laughs> right. You like Doc right. Rivers. It's going to give us Austin Ainge. Neither of us are going to know. All right. Last one of the night. <clears throat> Excuse me. Potentially. Five points. Born in Merced, California on July 20th, 1975. Another awkward age range for me. I'm um, not sure here. No, Brutal. I don't have a guess yet. Me neither. Four points, shall we? What was the date? It was July, right? July 20th, 1975. Okay. All right. No, you have an idea. I'm no, I, no, it's not. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. Won a gold medal as the member of the USA basketball team at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, Australia. <clears throat> Yikes. Uh, that still, I don't think, helps me as much as I think it should, maybe? 2000 Olympics. Yeah, I've still got nothing. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I just don't know. I have a guess, but I don't think that makes sense. I'm blanking. Keep going. Three points. All right. Selected fifth overall in the 1996 NBA draft after three seasons at UConn. All right. Well, I know, I know it now. <laughs> yeah. It's Ray, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Yeah. Three. Really? I don't. I feel like I should have gotten that off the first two, but I, I just didn't. I guess I didn't know he's California. I didn't yeah, either. First championship with Celtics. Yeah. All right. You want to do one more? You want to make it an even five? Okay, fine. Five is my favorite number, man. I have, I have weird. Jack and I are going deep. We're going to just keep doing this all night. <laughs> no, no. We'll cut it here. We'll cut it here. All right. Uh, three points each, right? Yeah. All right. Last one of the night. Excuse me. Sniffles are killing me at the end here. All right. For five points. <clears throat> Born in Murray, Utah on February 12th, 1975. We're getting the 70s today, baby. You know what? I feel like these are in order, and I just picked three from the middle. And so they're all in, like, birthday order, maybe. That's maybe. the only thing I can think of. But, like, I don't think I picked that close. That's fine. I, Utah. Murray, Utah, 1975. I immediately thought Mr. Ainge, but I don't yeah, think but, he's yeah, that. He was well, Ooh. well as an adult. I just made a joke about an Ainge. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That, that wouldn't be fair. Go if on. it's Austin Ainge, I'm taking five points. All right, I'm just letting ahead. you know. <laughs> Four points. You know, played for no, no, no. Played for five different teams during his 11 year NBA career. It's not Austin Ainge. Mm. Can't be Danny Ainge though either. Can it? No. 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 It can't be Danny Ainge. Um, Utah. <clears throat> Who's a Utah kid? Played in the 2000s ish. <clears throat> I've got I nothing. Know. I got to go to three points. Three points. Played four seasons under Roy Williams at Kansas before being drafted by the Pistons in 1997. I feel like I should know it now, but I don't think I do. Uh, you know, I, was, I mean, I saw Kansas, so I th thought uh, I don't I don't know Paul, but <laughs> Pistons. All right. Two points in 2016 appeared as a contestant on the reality TV show Survivor. I I. Couldn't tell you, man. One point. Shall we go to one point? Hold on. Uh oh. Let me, let me no. just give it some thought. No, I, I don't have any names in mind. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think. Like, went to Kansas, five different teams in 11 years. He didn't get drafted. Played under Roy Williams at Kansas. Murray, Utah. I, I don't know. I really have no idea. One point, shall we? Yeah. One point. 6'11 forward who capped his career by playing 22 games uh, for the 2007-2008 champion Celtics wearing number 66. 
Oh, you're okay, gonna get it now. It yeah, I don't think I know it now. Sixty six. See, I'm terrible with like older, like anything past when I started like watching regularly. I'm not gonna know. Um, I'm trying to just like pick a random guess so I can, for the sake of it, six eleven forward, played for the Celtics. Uh, I feel like there's a, uh, a a foreign name. Is it a foreign player? No. Okay. What is it? Hit me. From I got Murray, you, Utah. Oh, okay. Scott yeah. Pollard. Bingo. Yep. Scott Pollard. One point for Sam. Zero for me. Uh, tough night. Tough oh, boy night, here. Jack. Fifty-four points for Sam now. Thirty-nine for me and four. That for was a team. hard one though. <clears throat> yeah. That one that I was did not brutal. know. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get on out of here? No, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, I agree. I need uh, a shower. And when are we here again? Sunday? We're supposed to do something. Uh, let me double check. I here. think it's Sunday. I. I'm not going to be home for a few days. Yes, um, we're scheduled for Sunday the eighth. We might have to reschedule because that is Zoe's birthday, so I'll be out at dinner. Mm, okay. Um, well, that is a daytime so, record if uh, if it happens. Well, we're scheduled for a live stream. So okay, uh, could be a daytime live. We we can figure it out. We'll figure. Maybe it. live stream on Sunday, but you probably won't be getting another pod until <clears throat> Wednesday. Oof. That's when the next pod is dropping. So well, dropping Friday. Next one dropping Wednesday. It's oh, a nice little We have, we have the Monday stream <laughs> pod too. Yeah. So we're fine. That's all right. Anyways, uh, nothing else you want to say before getting on out of here? Uh, no, nothing for me. I know you're gonna wrap up, but just getting closing thoughts, you know. Uh, I've got off the top of my head. I don't even have like any. I mean, we we talked our shit at the beginning. We did, we did. I'm good to go. And don't worry, everybody concerned. I'm taking my vitamins. I will be hopefully better in no time. Uh, I am just right now excited for my train trip because it's very relaxing and I enjoy it. So, uh, that's all for me. I'll let I'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube at how about them Celtics? We're there. Subscribe, like, leave comments. We asked you to say if Luca's fat or not. Uh, so do that. <laughs> uh, if you're on any kind of streaming service, we're there. Follow us. Leave a nice review. That way you get all the latest pods right into your inbox or home screen, whatever it does for you. Uh, if you want more of us, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at How About Them Seas. Facebook is just the full name of the pod. You'll find us there. You can get all the shorts and tweets, videos, whatever we put out. You'll get them there. Usually pretty good content going out. The shorts have been killing as of late. And uh, if you want more of Jack, at Jack Simone NBA. He had a very good night on Twitter tonight. It was very nice to him because Grant Williams played well. And yes, if you want more of me, at Sam LaFrance NBA, and I'll complain about something. That's it for us. Bye. Check, Taco. Come on. Taco's, Taco's having some fun here.